Oh, that's right. I always forget that this song opens, this show opens up with probably the best theme song in Afterthought Media. It's Joe Batant. It's Lloyd Rogan Camp. This is Genius Prairie. Tanton Loy Roggenkamp, and as always, I am joined by the goddess herself of glitz, glamour, and gore, Miss Laurie Roggenkamp. tell you something, Laurie. Every time I do this show, I look forward to singing this song. What's funny is I just said the top of the show, it's not a lie. I forget that the song is there and I have to sing it, which means I don't prep any of the lyrics. They're all off the cuff. I am an improv god. Okay, so, (laughs) Laurie, welcome to another edition of Genius Parade, a show where you and I talk about the latest events in our lives, and uh, now, we we were wrapping up another show right now. Yes. And uh, you were telling me a story... No, no, no. You you just seemed at a certain point in Fat Camp that we just recorded. You seemed very distracted. You seemed very kind of like something was on your mind. And you said you were going to tell the story. You said it's not a long story, but you were going to share it here on Genius Parade. Go ahead and and tell us. Well, long story short, my brother's coming to down here. He's driving down here mm-hmm. from Chicago mm-hmm. at some point in November. Okay. And my parents don't know when mm-hmm. he. At first said he was going to come in beginning of October. Mm-hmm. That didn't happen. Mm-hmm. Now he's saying November. Okay. And he's not giving them a clear date. And so my mom my mom, my mom, texted my dad to see if he could find out. And he texted me to see if I could ask my brother. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, why don't you guys just ask him? Mm-hmm. Why don't, you know, why doesn't, he? and this is an ongoing thing of my brother, they give my brother such preferential treatment. Mm-hmm. Where it's like they tiptoe around him so much and just are like, whatever you need, whatever we can get you, just let me know. And it's just mm-hmm. like, just fucking tell us when you're coming down, dude. Mm-hmm. Like, why do you think he can't give you a clear date? It's such a weird thing. Because he's a weirdo. 
Because he, you know, he plans things at the last minute. Mm-hmm. And so he doesn't want to say like, oh, I'm, I'm leaving November, fir- November 1st. Cause mm-hmm. if he doesn't end up leaving November 1st, then my parents can't get mad at him. Mm-hmm. So it, they're letting him do it open ended, mm-hmm. but you know, he doesn't want to fly, which is understandable. So he, my parents rented a car for him sure. and then he was going to sleep in the, in the, like he was going to drive down. He was going to sleep in his car, oh you know, in November. Uh-huh. when he passes certain places, which are going to be freezing. Uh-huh. So of course, then my aunt was like, no, and gave him money to stay at motels. And then also sent him a bunch of stuff for uh-huh. like gloves and masks and, and stuff for, uh-huh. um, you know, for, for the trip. And uh, so now he's saying he's waiting for that stuff to arrive and then he'll head down. Uh-huh. It's just like, I'm just like, just, just tell us when dude, uh-huh. like, it's not that hard. Just yeah. give us a date. Uh-huh. And he uh, just won't do it. So. Everyone, I just hope, super I, I, hope, I hope Lori's not listening. Oh, I got a phone call, guys. I got to go. Yeah. I'll be right back. Okay, thank, thank God Lori's not listening. Guys, this Lori Roggenkamp, I can't pin her down or do a recording. We were supposed to do Gene's Parade on Friday. And I was like... Hey, Dad, what's up? I, said, <laughs> I was like, uh, hey, when can you do Gene's Parade? And she goes... What's your schedule? And every time I told her I was doing something, then she'd be like, oh, that's when I can do it. Then today I was like, when can you do uh, today? She, I can't get, get a straight answer. She said, that's how much of a lesbian she is. She can't even give me a straight answer about when she's going to do this show. What? No. I didn't give a blowjob to my teacher to get out of a... <laughs> I didn't offer my teacher a blowjob to get out of PE. What are you talking about? Would you tell, if we ever had, Laura, I know you're there. Uh, you're not fully me. If you. Oh, I gotta go. If you ever met Meatball, would you tell him yeah. about that bit you did? Sure, why not? I actually know somebody who knows Meatball. Mm-hmm. So I, wow. I think it, it could eventually happen, but I don't, mm-hmm. I'm not sure. Uh, okay. So Lori, you know, on this show, we talk about our lives. You just shared something from your life here. Um, Travis, uh, Travis wants to know if you, if you need him to move to Chicago, seduce your brother and make him fall madly in love with him. And then he'll break his heart. Uh, just teach him a lesson. Do you think he should do that, Lori? Mm. I mean, this isn't the first time that Travis has offered to uh, move to Chicago to seduce my brother. Oh, really? So Yeah. It's a not, it's a pretty ongoing offer. So I'm going to just say, Travis, mm-hmm. why don't you just move to Chicago? Yeah. It feels like that's, you want to do that. You, you know? know what's, you know what's so funny is you find out what shows people listen to, you know, because, uh, not everyone has heard of my cousin Virgil and even other afterthought people are being like, oh, yeah, yeah, my cousin Virgil. And they're like, what? Like, they just never, they don't listen to the first response. Because I feel Virgil only comes in the first response, right? She doesn't really appear on other shows. I will. I think you talked about her on Catching Up, didn't you? No. Oh. I thought you knew about. Oh, are you talking about you playing your cousin Virgil or what your are you actual talking about? cousin Virgil? Sorry. How that they're one in the same. I've never played my cousin Virgil. What are you talking Sorry. about? Sorry, yeah, no. Oh, 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 I know what you mean. This is why Virgil and I got in a fight. She thinks I played her. Yeah, no, 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 no. She knew exactly what she was getting into. 
Uh-huh. Not in player. No, no, no. There's only one Virgil. There is only one Virgil. Um, uh, okay, so... <clears throat> do you have any, like, pressing family stories you want to share? So... I didn't talk about this last week because I was going to feel badly if things didn't go the way I thought they were going to go. But since they did, I can talk about this. So my mom has a neck surgery, okay, that's coming up. Her neck is in – I mean, she can move her neck and stuff like that. But, you know, her doctor has told her that the arthritis in her neck is so bad that if she, like, falls down or is in a car accident – she could be paralyzed for life. Jeez. So the, okay. it's very, very like her bones there are like so brittle that one little thing could paralyze her. Okay. And how are they going to, are they putting oh, like yeah, a it, metal plate? There? I don't know what they're putting. There. It's actually a, a fairly simple and common surgery, but they want it to happen as soon as possible. Okay. Okay. So like, yeah, once they take care of this and he wants to take care of it ASAP, she's good to go. Right. Oh, that well, basically, that's good. They're going to reinforce her neck essentially. Ooh, and, she'll have a titanium neck. Yeah. But my mom, I don't even know if you know this, literally hates surgery. Not that anyone loves it, but particularly hates being put under. Okay? Yeah, it's a bitch. I've never been put under. I've never been in surgery. So tell me about it. Well, I mean, I I will just say from my point of view... So I don't know if I'm allergic to morphine or if I'm allergic to anesthesia, mm-hmm. but every single time I w- I've woken up, I've only been put on under three times in my life. Mm-hmm. Every single time I've woken up, I've woken up projectile vomiting mm-hmm. each time. So I think she had, I don't know if it's necessarily that, but I think she's had similar experiences when she's woken up where she has trouble breathing or something like that. And they, yeah. she, she, okay. But people can get sleep paralysis where oh, really? you wake up. You wake up, but your body's still asleep. Oh. Um, so, you know, people can get, like, m- morning, you can get very sick. People can get just regular paralysis where you wake up and you can't move your legs for some reason. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's it's a scary thing. I mean, I <clears throat> also mm-hmm. just, just, like, take all that aside. Mm-hmm. But, you know, even though the surgery is pretty standard and and common and the odds of her surviving are, you know, really high. There Mm -hmm. is a a fear when you get put under that this is the last time you will be awake. Mm -hmm. So, you know, I, there've been many times, not many times, but there's all all three times I've thought this might be the last time that I'm, I'm alive. Mm -hmm. Something might go wrong and I might die. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, that's terrifying. I could see that being terrifying. So, um, what I was going to say is, so she has done everything in her power to um, not have the surgery because she hates surgery, even to the point okay. of, so all of a sudden, like literally she was supposed to have the surgery in like early September and days before the, I mean, the, the surgery was scheduled. She was already gone, she'd already gone through uh, the, you know, the pre-surgery stuff. Oh, okay. And days before. She was like, so I'm so sick to my stomach. And I kept telling her, it's in your head that she had to go to the emergency room. She goes to the emergency room. And of course, in the emergency room, they run a whole battery of tests. They run every test, MRIs, you know, everything. And on the MRI, so they, so here's what the doctor comes in. Finally, everything's done. Says, good news. You're all clear. There's nothing wrong with you. 
we've done MRI, oh, we've done everything. You have, in fact, you're doing really well. You know, your heart looks clear. Your blood pressure's great. Like, uh, nothing wrong. My mom's already been told she has a, a, a cyst on her kidney. Very, very, very common, especially with women okay. and older people. And that she has, and then she, but my, the, the doctor also tells her, oh, and you have a cyst on your pancreas. Again, very common with women of a certain age. Uh, my mom flips out. Now she has a cyst. Okay. And so the doctor says, well, we can do uh, another test that will, because my mom's like freaking out about the cyst on her pancreas. Pancreas, okay. Yeah, and then she's like, we, well, we can do an endoscopy where we go look at it and we make sure that it's not cancerous, but... Like and I look, I read up on this, and nothing wasn't right. Like literally, when I, you know, we, we people say ninety nine percent of the time they're like it's hyperbole. No, I'm literally telling you, ninety eight to ninety nine percent of the time, between one and two, only one to two percent of all uh, pancreatic cysts are cancerous. Really? Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. The vast majority of cysts are just literally just little pockets of fluid that you can get from if you're if you have pancreatitis or something. Okay. It's a very common thing, especially with older women in particular. Actually, women are more prone to it for some reason than men. And, um, yeah, and older women. My mom's older, so that makes sense, right? They, but we'll do it. But they, but then you go, but then we're going to have to put your surgery off. So, of course, my mom's like, oh, well, I guess I have to do this. Now, like I just told you, the doctor told you the same information I just told you about 98% of the time. And I was talking about this on, on This Job with Hands last night. But I think my mom almost has, I don't know what the exact version would be. I don't think she has Munchausen syndrome. I think Munchausen syndrome, you fake the illness or you give yourself yeah. an illness so that people give sympathy. I think my mom is literally feeling the pain. And because I suffer from anxiety and depression, I know what it is, is you can get like, especially with your stomach, and my mom has it in her stomach. You can get real physical pain. The stomach and the brain and the central nervous system are very connected. So uh, if you have something going on in your central if you're nervous or anxious, your stomach will feel it, you know? And so first my mom was nervous about her surgery, and then she's nervous about this pancreatic cyst. So she's feeling stomach pains. But she likens them to her pancreatic cyst. Now, by the way, I already knew her pancreatic cyst was on the smaller side. Okay, it's exactly two centimeters. Where how did you know that? They they can measure on the MRI. Yeah, they know. Oh, okay. But um, I was like, did you? I went in with a ruler. Yeah, but um, but I was reading up that it you don't usually feel pain from a cyst until it's like five centimeters or more. They're talking about big cysts, you know? Yeah. My mom was like, oh, it's from the pain, and so then. I heard her. So I think the pain was real, but I think it's in her head. Even to this day, I think it's in her head. Let me tell you this. Between the endoscopy and the emergency room, I finally convinced her to take some Xanax. And so she was, because she was a nervous wreck. And she took Xanax and for like, she was like, oh my God. And by the way, she was like, oh, then Xanax helped me sleep. Great. She goes, it's kind of a miracle. I don't, and she did not relate this to the Xanax. She goes, my stomach pains have gone away. But then she was like, I can't take the Xanax of two weeks before the endoscopy because they told me I can't take medications before them. Like, did you ask about Xanax? She calls the pharmacist. I know I'm going on a bunch of things here. She calls the pharmacist and asks the pharmacist if she can take Xanax. And the pharmacist like, yeah, you can take Xanax. And then she hangs up and I go, oh, so see, you can take the Xanax. I'm not going to take it. I think she's lying. And I was like, what? Okay. Oh, my God. 
So, so you now, take after your mother is what you're trying to say. No, if a, if a pharmacist told me, I'd be like, oh, great. I believe authority in my anxiety. Okay. So then uh, now it's time. We're getting close to the endoscopy. That was la- it was last Wednesday. Okay. And my mom, I hear my mom on the phone and people are calling. We're praying for you. Right. And she's, I hear, I hear her and she's like, yes, please pray for me because, you know, I think everything will be fine, but. You know, it could be cancer, could be pancreatic cancer. And I was like, zero mm, percent is pancreatic cancer, actually, because even in the worst case scenario, the cyst just is uh, could become cancerous. Right. Yeah. And what they do is then if it is, they either monitor it or they take it out. But it's not pancreatic. If it's pancreatic cancer, I don't know if you know anyone who's ever had it or know anything about this. They're like they're not wait for weeks and then we'll go look at it. They're like, we need to take you now. Because you, pancreatic cancer is like, you get it and you're dead within a week or so, you know, three weeks, yeah. you're gone. It's fast. Well, it's fast. the problem with pancreatic cancer is that it spreads. Yeah. It's fat. That's a fat. They don't, they don't waste time. They don't make you wait for four weeks. Right. So it's, but I just heard her on the phone and like, oh, this is pray, blah, 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 blah. Anyway, she goes and gets the endoscopy done. Nothing. They're like, oh, you're completely fine. In fact, they drain the cyst. Oh, good. Yeah. Uh, they drained it and they're going to check it out in a year. And then she was like, oh, thank you. know, the whole, I knew the whole time. And I was like, oh my God. Oh my God. But by the way, I keep bugging her still has not scheduled her neck surgery. And, you know, her thing was that she wouldn't schedule the neck surgery until I posted, um, uh, my song parody about Trump getting COVID. Which I'm not going to post. I listened what? to it. I didn't like it. What? Yeah. Why? Why is that the caveat? Because That's she doesn't. She does, because she knows I'm not going to post it, and she doesn't want to call it. But now I'm forcing her to. Because now she said, as long as I send it to her, then she'll do it. I don't know, Lori. It makes no sense. Uh, what's going on with you and your family? Um. <clears throat> well, uh, my. So I have to go back to school. In October 21st. And I've told my aunt this. I've told my family this. Mm -hmm. I've let them know. I said, hey, I have to go back to school. And I let my aunt know. Mm -hmm. And um, I said, hey, if you want, I can, you know. I was like, I talked to my aunt Julie. Mm -hmm. And she said I could stay with her. You know, because she has a bigger house. And Mm -hmm. basically, like, I could essentially. Oh, wait, you're going to live with your aunt Julie? Well, what I was saying was, is I could live at her house because her house is bigger. And so I could essentially live there and we could not have any community. We couldn't, you know, we would just not talk to each other. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. there's a way for us to get around. Whereas I feel like with my aunt's house, even though it's a nice house, it's, a, it's you know, we're essentially kind of around each other a lot, mm-hmm. you know. She said, no, 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 it's totally fine. I don't want you to, you know feel like you have to move and whatever. And so, um, but then like the last couple weeks mm-hmm. or last couple days, she's been like, well, I just feel like we really have to talk about how we're going to make this work. And I, I said, what do you mean? Yeah. And she but, said, but, but I think, but I think you're, before you go on, I think you're skipping something important. What is going on during school that bothers her and that bothers you? Well, it's just co- the COVID thing. 
Oh, oh, because you have to go into school. Okay. Oh, no. I see what you're saying. I thought it had to do like with online school and someone would be no, no, noisy. Okay. 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 No, no, no. It's COVID. Okay. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. I have to go in. Yeah. So starting October 21st, the school that I student teach at mm-hmm. um, is the district is is supposedly going to go mm-hmm. uh, full. Now, there's still some, uh, some like, I guess I want to say hesitancy over the district deciding whether or not to allow student teachers to go back mm-hmm. to go in. Um, but from what I've heard, I'm, I'm going, you know, I'm for sure going in. So okay. that's the consensus I've gotten. Mm-hmm. Now they could let us know, you know, tomorrow that that's mm-hmm. not going to happen, but who knows? Mm-hmm. So anyways, um, so my aunt told me a couple of days ago, we really got to sit down. We got to talk about how we're going to make this work. And I said, well, what do you mean? Like, do you, you know, what, what are you trying to say? And she goes, well, I just, I, I think that going forward, I don't think you should be in, I don't think you should go into any communal areas of the house. And I was like, well, so I get what she's saying with the kitchen or not the kitchen, um, the bath, the living room. Like I could stay in my room and watch TV. I'm fine with that. Sure. But I was like, but I mean, I need the kitchen, Mm -hmm. you know, I need to get food. And she was like, well, I just think you need, we need to figure out something else. Mm -hmm. And that's something that really annoys me about my aunt is that she never, she never offers options. Mm -hmm. She's just always like, I think you need to Google and figure Mm -hmm. out what the best thing to do. Yeah. And, you know, just Google it and then we can just talk options. And I was like, mm-hmm. do you mean buy like a mini fridge that I put in my, my back room? Mm-hmm. No, I just, you know, I just think we need, I don't want to start a fight. I just mm-hmm. think we, you need to come up with some options. Mm-hmm. I'm like, but what are you talking about? Like, mm-hmm. how am I supposed to get food from the fridge? Mm-hmm. And she goes, well, I mean, do you want to talk options now? And I was like, yes. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, yeah. I have no f- idea what you're talking about yeah what you're gonna do yeah Uh uh-huh so um so yeah so basically her um her thing for me is that uh if i must go into the kitchen which i was like i don't see why that's an issue Mm -hmm. but if i must go into the kitchen then i have to make sure i wipe everything down even if i'm not using the countertops i have to wash wipe the countertops down which make no sense yeah that makes no sense at all because in doing that, I'm using the countertops. Mm-hmm. So like, anyway, so then, and then she was like, and I want you to wear gloves okay. when you open the fridge door. Mm-hmm. I'm also just cleaning my desk and I talk to you. Go ahead. Go ahead. But I'm just no worries. But, and I was just like, this makes no sense. So then I was just like, why don't I just stay at Julie's? Yeah. Like, it just seems like a lot of work. And I just don't feel like you, I think you're starting to realize that you're uncomfortable with me staying here, which I understand. Mm -hmm. So, and literally Joe, that is how I said it to her. Mm -hmm. And she goes, I am not crazy. And I was like, I never said you were crazy. Uh I just said that maybe I should say Julie's Uh because it seems like you're worried. And she goes, she was just like, I just don't understand why we just can't have a conversation. Mm -hmm. Again, I'm telling you. Okay, go ahead. And then that was, that was basically the end of our conversation. I was just like, I don't know what else you want from me. I've offered my two cents. So yeah, I'm just like, I just, the thing that frustrates me so much is that it's just like, she just, she puts so much on like, 
blame on me. Mm-hmm. And I'm just like, I'm not, I'm not taking the blame. I'm not mm-hmm. going to do it. Mm-hmm. Like she wants me to be like, Oh, I'm so sorry. Sorry to put you through that. And I'm like, I'm not doing that. That's not happening. So yeah. I don't know what you want me to do. Now, by the way, is Julie open to you staying there? Yeah. I've talked to her about it. I've said that I, and she said, yeah, sure. Cause my mom, remember my mom, my dad had a big fight, mm-hmm. like four big fights in a row. Mm-hmm. And she, uh, one of them was when my mom was starting to work, was going back to work. Mm-hmm. And my dad was basically like, you're going to kill everybody. Yeah. Um, and so my mom moved in with my aunt Julie and she was like, yeah, I mean, it's fine. Cause she has, she has her way. Her house is, is like, you know, she can be on one, her side of the house and my mm-hmm. mom can be on the other side of the house yeah. and they don't see each other. Yeah. You know, and also the out, the time frame, mm-hmm. you know, they just wouldn't, they wouldn't deal, they wouldn't have to see each other anyways. Mm-hmm. Cause my mom kind of like me, my mom leaves early and gets home late. And then my aunt is like always out with the dog and doing stuff. So, you know, what's really funny is if I look, I'm pretty careful about COVID my parents are like your aunt, right? And I'm going to just give you, I'm not giving you information. I'm just saying this for the audience. Okay. But uh-huh. you know, uh, people should know that as of yet, cause science is always changing as of yet, there has been no evidence that COVID is, uh, transmitted via surfaces. Okay. It has a very short life on surfaces. Yes. Versions of it can live on certain surfaces for a while, but those, even the, the effectiveness of transmitting the vaccine are very slim, even after a short while on the surfaces. Right. And so there's never, there've been no cases that they know of people picking it up from a surface. All right. It's a, it's an airborne illness. All right. Airborne virus. Okay. And, but my parents like your aunt are still like, Oh, you know, I had to buy, see, my parents don't know this yet is, I just bought it for them, but I expect to be paid back. But I bought them a UV light box so yeah. that they could, because UV will kill the coronavirus, you know. So they can put little small things in there, whatever they buy, and they could put the in the in the UV light box, and it kills it. I don't even know if that's true. I mean, supposedly the science is behind this, but even if it isn't, just psychologically helps them because like I told you. Yeah. Okay. Well, I have one of those for my phone oh, okay. and yeah, I yeah, just yeah. plug yeah. it into my phone and then, and I don't know if, if it's doing its job, but it's one of those things where, like you said, it just makes me feel better. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you could put your phone in this box. It's, it's, it's about the size of a bread box. Okay. So that said, the things she's telling you to do are silly, but the things that actually would be important, unless I, unless I missed you saying this, she hasn't. I would recommend if you stayed with Kathy that probably this is again would make her feel better but probably as soon as you get home take a shower wash your hair wash everything you know as soon as you walk in the yeah. door take off the clothes take a shower get into new clothes what i plan on doing yeah yeah and then um i would say why would you need to sanitize the kitchen or anything like that but maybe when you're in the common areas and this would be the answer is you have to wear a mask did she ask you to wear a mask in the common areas no, she just doesn't want me to go in the common area. Now that's silly. Like I would, if you wear a mask and you, you know, take a shower, wash yourself and wear a mask. I mean, the odds of you uh, transmitting the disease would be, if you had it, are slim to, they're much, let me rephrase, let me rephrase. They're much, much, much smaller, you know? 
if you wore a mask. Yeah. You know? So and, and also limited and, then, and also limited your access. I mean, you have to go to the kitchen, you have to go to the living room, but every time you do wear a mask, and that would really, really just do that would just solve the problem. Yeah. So she, I don't know. So she just, it's just frustrating because it's like, it's one of those things where I, it's, it's obviously definitely nerves, you know, Mm -hmm. she's nervous, Mm -hmm. which I would be more susceptible to if she just came out and said, look, I'm nervous. I've I've been thinking about it. I'm nervous, you know, blah, blah, blah. But instead she puts it on me and she says, we, you need to think of ideas for how you're going to, you know, and I'm just like, I, why, why is that on me? Mm-hmm. You know, well, let so me ask I just, you a question. Let me ask you a question. Cause this is a weird thing that when I tell people, they don't understand. Right. Is your cousin lives with your mom and dad, right? Yeah. Okay. And does your cousin go to work? And what is your cousin's story? He works at uh McDonald's. Oh, so it would be the same problem there. Cause I was going to say, why not live with your parents? No, yeah, no. Uh, well, also, my brother's going to be staying there. Uh, that's so, true. You know, at some point in November, <laughs> my brother's coming down. Yeah. Um, I, I just, I like the thing that frustrates me is just like I was telling Star, and I was just like, I just wish that my family was just like normal mm-hmm. in one instance. You know, like I just wish that we had one normal thing that I could go, mm-hmm. hey, we're pretty normal in this thing. Isn't mm-hmm. we're not we're not normal across the board. Mm-hmm. Like my brother can't give my parents a date for when he's going to arrive to California. Like, mm-hmm. I mean, and, and the thing is that frustrates me about that is that I know for a fact, for a fact that my brother's going to bitch and moan about how they had nothing prepared mm-hmm. for him. And I'm going to, and it's just frustrating. Like I was texting with him. I was like, dude, you're 34 fucking years old. Mm-hmm. Like, first off, you should be renting your own car. Yeah. If, if you're going to do that, you should be, you know, you should know, Mm-hmm. That he, I mean, he said that, um, he said that on purpose to my aunt. So that way she would buy him all that stuff. I know mm-hmm. he did. Mm-hmm. He's the cheapest fucking person alive. Oh, so you think and he has like the money? A- oh yeah. I mean, he just doesn't spend his money. Mm-hmm. He just, cause he doesn't need to. Mm-hmm. I mean, Jill, like literally if your parents were like, I'll buy you all the food you need and pay your rent and mm-hmm. do everything you need me to mm-hmm. you and pay for all your stuff. Mm-hmm. And you don't have to pay anything. Mm-hmm. Why Why would you spend your money? You well, know? according to my parents, they do do that, which is 100% not true, but okay. No, I know. Well, they according like to my do. parents, my, my parents pay for all my stuff too, which yeah. is not true. But I mean. Okay, look, my parents do provide room and board and I don't have to pay. Well, if I'm buying my own food right now, but if I'm eating what they're eating, I don't have to pay for it. But uh, Oh, that totally reminds me of something. Okay, go ahead. My mom. So my mom asked me, I think I might've told you this, but my mom asked me a couple of months ago to help Mm -hmm. her with a thing at work to help Mm -hmm. her with um, this great report that she has Mm -hmm. for work. And it's essentially just creating a a Excel spreadsheet. Okay. And so she showed me how to do it. And I said, sure, anytime you need me to, I'll, I'll be happy to help you. Mm -hmm. Well, I would go over a couple times a week and, and do it. And then she stopped asking me to come. And then I, you know, I was going, Hey, let me know when you need me to come. And she goes, well, I haven't gotten any new information. So as soon as I do, mm-hmm. I'll let you know. Mm-hmm. So, um, I overhear my aunt talking to my mom. And by the way, my mom whispers like this, I don't want to say this, 
But I'm just going to say, that's how she whispers. Mm-hmm. Just like, get it together, woman. So she's whispering to my aunt about mm-hmm. how I haven't been doing the grape report. And she's been like, the what you report? know, in the grape report. What's the grape report? That's the report, the Excel spreadsheet. Okay. So she's been, she was complaining to my aunt how I haven't been doing the grape report. And she's like, and I've been giving, I've been paying her for stuff she hasn't done. And mm-hmm. I was like, paying me for what? Mm-hmm. What have you paid me for? Mm-hmm. Oh, she I haven't paid you at all. Any. No, I've gotten zero dollars uh-huh. from this. Okay. Zero. If anything, I bought her because I noticed that she was using, um, she was like, she was printing out documents and then using them. I bought her this thing that you can clip to the side of your laptop so mm-hmm. you can ha- put the documents there. Okay. And I bought her some coasters. Okay. Some coasters for your drinks. So I've spent money. Okay. Doing this for her. And she hasn't paid me at all. And she's telling my aunt that she's giving me money. And I was like, what the hell? Uh-huh. I haven't gotten any money. You know, it's so funny that you say that because it reminds me of my mom. My parents? Okay. I think it's because they're boomers. I really do. And I remember studying television and, and boomers, you know? So they think, and I think this is why boomers so buy into Fox News. They think that everything they see in TV or now on Facebook must be true. And they think that's the way you're supposed to live your life. And so my yeah. mom and my parents watch a lot of television. Okay. And they buy into it. So like my parents, I think I said this before. They think that what you see on TV, what, what people do on television, sitcoms or whatever, that's the way families are supposed to live. And that's, so they try and emulate that, which is so funny because I'm going to, maybe one day I'll talk about this at length if I haven't already. That was actually the original idea behind the government and television in the 50s, what they were trying to do. They were trying to do something good, is that they wanted to teach yeah. young families how to raise their families. So they made up. What these ideas, that's so leave it to Beaver and all those shows were meant to do what my parents are doing, which is they were hoping that young families would see this and emulate this model of how to raise an American family. Okay. Yes. Which again, I will say is why Roseanne is such a revolutionary TV show, but we won't get into that. Yeah. We we have a big discussion about it one day. Anyway. So, uh, so anyway, what I was going to say is that, um, so my mom thinks that, that the way you do like, – I think she thinks that there's a studio audience live watching her all the time. So sometimes let's say I walk through a room and I do something she doesn't like. She will very loudly, like your mom was saying, do like a stage whisper, a mutter under her breath, some sort of like horrible thing about me. And then I get really mad and I go, let me tell you something. You're not on television. All right. There's no audience laughing. So when you say that, I hear it and I'm allowed to react. Because speaking of my mom with her stomach problems, now the new thing is she can say horrible, horrible, awful things to you. But if I fight back, um, I'm starting to fight and I'm making her stomach hurt. Oh, yeah. That's my aunt. My aunt's oh, always is, saying, oh. my aunt says that I, I, I'm making her pass out. She'll just go, Lori, I'm about to pass out. I'm about to pass out yes. if we continue fighting. Yes, but and I'm then, like, you're but not then, gonna pass out. But you're not gonna pass out. But also, you caused this. You made yeah. the comment. You're not allowed to lob grenades, and then when people fight back, say, "Oh, oh, 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 no, 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 you can't do. You can't fight back with me." No, it's, it's extremely yeah. frustrating. 
You know, my aunt does the same thing. She, I'm telling you, like, Lori, say, it's the age group. It is the boomers. We need a certain well, show called Trump, Okay Boomers. It's the Trump defense. It is. So it my is. Aunt, yes, my aunt. So a couple years ago, mm-hmm. I I was really angry, and I honestly ago. forgot what it was about. But it was essentially like, oh, my aunt locked me out of the house. Mm-hmm. That was what it was about. She locked me out. She like put a a, a chair up against the door. Mm-hmm. And she locked me out of the house. So I, I told her, I said, if you don't open the door right now, I'm taking my car and I'm driving through the house. Mm-hmm. Obviously, I wasn't. Wait, 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 wait a minute. Wait, hold on for a second. Your response was, if you don't open the door, I'm going to drive through the house. What yeah. is going on at your house at all times? But that's my where we're insane. So anyway, so I said, if you don't open the car right now, I'm I'm taking my car and I'm driving through the house. Okay. So my aunt will use that as leverage to just say like awful shit to me, mm-hmm. like just randomly whenever she's upset. Mm-hmm. So like a couple months ago, we were watching something, and uh, I was like, I forgot what it was, but essentially somebody was given just handed ten thousand dollars. They were just walking down the street and somebody came up to them and said, here's $10,000. Sure. And, and I was like, oh man, I would love to get handed $10,000. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, just who wouldn't, sure. you know, I'm sure Bill Gates would, mm-hmm. would be like, thank you. Mm-hmm. Just getting handed $10,000. My aunt went off her rocker and she was like, that's so rude. And I was like, what? She goes, your mother and your father and I have given you basically $10,000. And I was like, what? Uh, uh, what? You've never once handed me $10,000. Mm-hmm. Cause I'm still thinking she's talking about like physically handing me $10,000. Mm-hmm. And she goes, she goes, you are such an ungrateful person <laughs> and you are being so rude right now. Lori, I think and we live you, in the same house. Okay. And you, and you remember when you threatened to, to, to destroy the house and kill me. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I was like, uh, no, not really. And she goes, I just am so sick and tired of dealing with you and your bullshit. And I was mm-hmm. like, what the hell is happening? We were having a fun time. All I said was, I yeah. wish I got $1,000. She was like, I, I, I don't even want to deal with this right now. I don't want to deal with this right now. And I was like, deal with what? I, all I literally said was, I wish I got, I was like, and so then, so then she goes, so then she goes, I need an apology from you. And I said, okay, I'm sorry. Oh I said that I wish I would have gotten $10,000. She's like, you don't even understand what we're talking about. I go, no, I legitimately have no idea. What, okay. Lori, what would it cost? And I'm being honest here. For you to set like a zoom down on the, on the table every day and just record in case something, a, an argument like this happens. Oh, what would it cost for to do that? $10,000. For how long? For, per what? Uh, I don't know. I don't think I could do it. There have been times that I've thought about doing it. It's just that my aunt gets in these moods where she just wants to pick a fight. You know, it's so That's funny like, because I thought about, I've had the same thing. I've been thought about doing it because my, my parents who are, my my parents just had a thing. They were just talking about downstairs about how much they hate Trump and, and uh, how much they hate, you know, racist Republicans and blah, blah, blah. But then they say the most racist things all the time. I've already told the story before about how my mom thinks it's so wonderful that my niece Lucy uh, likes um, dolls that aren't perfect, like the ones that are handicapped or black. And um, which I'm like, wait, what? Which her, I actually confronted her about that the other day. And she said, 
Joey, I don't agree. I think black people are beautiful, but you have to agree that the way this world views people, they would view black women as imperfect. Which I guess she has a point, you know, because she's not with the white well, standard of beauty, right? Well, I I always go to the thing where you said mm-hmm. you, you said once I think you said one time that somebody I forgot the story. You probably remember better, but mm-hmm. essentially you were saying that somebody in your family or somebody that your mom knew was gay and you were like, no, don't say that. I like him. Oh, yeah. Uh huh. Uh huh. So then just yesterday, my parents, I do need a haircut. And I do think it's funny now that my mom's going to have Christmas. I don't but think you do. I like your hair. Thank you. Hold on. Thank you that you said that. Thank you that you said that. So I just want to get like the small. Like, no, 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 no. When I say a haircut, I just mean literally keeping the length for the most part, but just cleaning it up. Does that make sense? That's all I'm going to do. Yeah, I, do, I need to do that too. Yeah, yeah. I, need to clean, I need to clean it up. So my mom's relenting on having her hairstylist come into the house because now we're getting close to the holidays. And now that we're having Christmas Eve here, I'm sure my mom wants to have her hair done, right? Anyway, so I go, okay, well, I'll have her clean it up. My mom's like, no, just cut your hair short. My mom and dad, just cut your hair short the way I'm like, no. I go, I like the way my hair looks. And they're like, no, you look horrible. I go, I'm going to tell you something. I get a lot of, um, I, get, I get a lot of compliments on my hair. And they go, from who? Why would anyone like your hair? You look Samoan. And I was like, that's racist. That's like a weird microaggression. Because the the, the yeah. idea there is, if I do look Samoan, that Samoans can't be beautiful. Mm-hmm. Oh, my dad. Oh, now that he's gotten his surgery, my dad has has been like, his big thing is to go, Lori, I just think if you just like wore makeup or like femmed up a bit, you now that you have the long hair. Mm-hmm. You should fem up a bit. And I'm like, what does that even mean? Mm-hmm. And he, his big thing is he keeps going. Um, and to, to my uncle's credit, even though he supports a racist mm-hmm. to my uncle's credit, my dad was like, I just, you know, I just think if you, if you were, um, you know, if, if you look, you would be more attractive. And my uncle was like, why do you want your daughter to be attractive to you? <laughs> I was like, thank you. Thank you. Well, Lori, I hate to cut that story short. We have to do our headlines. Do you have headlines ready? Well, real, real quick about my aunt, oh, yeah. what I was Go going ahead. to say. Sure. Was that my aunt was saying that because I said, her big thing is you say something mean to me, I'm going to say something mean to you, which is exactly the Trump defense. Exactly the Trump defense. So I'm like, okay, fine. Um, so. Okay. All right. Oh, yeah. oh, yeah. Well, I was going to say, even though my parents are liberal, too, they, they have a lot of Trump-like qualities. Okay. Are you ready for well, the yeah, headlines? They're all the similar age. Yes, exactly. I know. All right. Let's. Are you ready for this? Uh, are you ready for the headlines? Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, you can go first. I'm going to go first. Um, You can go first if you We're want. We're only going to do it, though, for like a minute and a half because we have to get out of here at, on the 45 mark. Oh, we didn't even get to talk about SNL. Oh, well, we'll have to talk about it another day. All right, here we go. Well, that'll work out because I have to watch the SNL from yeah. this. this we'll talk about it. All right. All right. Father suffers heart attack trying to explain math problems to his son. European Space Agency's exoplanet observer reveals strange ultra hot Jupiter. Damn, girl. Inside UK's messiest bedrooms with fast food containers on floor and dead plants. And I was like, okay. My room most rape, rape everywhere. Not a way to tackle. Australian couple's heavy blueberry breaks Guinness record. 
Jeffrey Epstein's penis looked really weird and he seemed embarrassed, says the rape accuser. Man's pet geese come with him to the pub wearing special nappies. Lottery officials tell Florida woman they found winning ticket. Oh, they did? Oh. Uh, I remember that story. Company gifts employees 4,116 new cars as bonus for surpassing profit targets. Man sets record speed in a wheelie bin. Woman wins $700,000 playing her late mother's lottery numbers. Man claims he was hit with a pop bottle by woman who is a prostitute. World's most expensive piece of ham sells for $14,000. Mike Tyson's prison mate wrote letters impersonating him to get cash and jewelry from fans. <laughs> These moth caterpillars build tiny log cabins for themselves. This Owinbo woman is married to an Igbo man and speaks Igbo in the Igbo language like crazy. Tattooed man says inking his eyeballs black cost him his kindergarten job. No shit, Sherlock. I think we've done that one before. Oh, have I? Okay. Donald Trump's latest news. China accused of an assassination attempt after Trump was affected with COVID. Uh, this has to be the last one here. I hired an escort and my best friend's mum turned up. Oh, Laurie. Another, another, great, another great episode, Laurie. We learned today. I have so many. I know we actually had a lot to talk about today. I have so many yeah. still too. I have so many still here left. But they're gonna have to wait for another day, Lori, because um, we like our shows to be tight. I'd rather have them leaving wanting more than less. Lori, you told a story about your dad not believing you. Lori, you told the story. About your aunt not wanting to live with you. Your brother won't give a set date. He could come in November early or late. And his parents, they're your parents too. They do nice things for him, but you hate. Yeah, Lori. I messed yeah. up that verse, but uh, it could have been better. But I didn't. That's rhythm. All right, Laurie. She told a story about how she threatened her only aunt. Wait, no, she has two aunts. Laura. Oh, she said she'd drive her car right through the house. Then years later, her mother aunt was mad and brought it up to throw it in a bed. God, why were you guys? Why were you guys in a fight, Lori? Uh, for so many reasons, COVID. No, 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 no. The, the fight when you threatened when you th when she brought up you driving through the house. Oh, she, uh, ten thousand dollars. I said I would. <laughs> because you said you wanted someone to give you ten thousand dollars, Lori. I love your stories. They remind me of my family. Lori, I'll tell a story about my mom has Moonchild syndrome. She likes attention from friends. All right, Lori, I'll see you guys next week. Bye.